0: Welcome Philly to your favorite sports show Hosted by Jesse Town and Sam Wilson They're smart, they're sexy, and they're all Philly So thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy the show
1: And welcome into episode number eighty-seven of Babes on Broad. I'm Sam Stafford with my co-host Jesse Taylor, and we are the Babes on Broad, brought to you by SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. Another win for the only undefeated team in the league, the Philadelphia Eagles. And
0: man, does it feel good, Jess? It feels so good. It feels so good because it's it's such that it's that same like 2017 vibes of where like you know every game almost feels like trappy, almost too good to be true situation. But like, y- y- we get to enjoy it week in and week out. But then, you know, you 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 kind of, you don't even want to get your hopes up too high because the last time we got our hopes up too high, it was like, you know, dream team season in 2012 and they were four and 12. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it was just a, a terrible time. Like, this was another one of those rosters. We talked about it going into the season, like, it's not other than you know your your main guys like an AJ Brown or a Devonte Smith other than that it's not like it's this like super duper like all-star roster right like it's not this huge name roster but it's got a lot of guys who are very 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 good who have that potential to be that like you know yes good pieces roster. right like Darius Slay had a really good season last year but He's having an even better one this year. Obviously, he got hurt yesterday. We'll talk about it. Whatever. Yeah. Um, but you know, like it's it's. I know that they're a really good football team on paper, but there the fact that all of these players are actually playing to their potential and beyond, it's just so beautiful to see.
1: It is, and you said Trappy, and I agree with that. But it's also like there's that sense of comfort with like knowing how good this team is and how good they mesh and the adjustments that they're able to make so far that like really just give you that, like, eh. like I'm already like, yeah, we have Arizona and then the Cowboys we will probably lose one. Eh. You know what I mean? Like, because I will also, our schedule helps us, (laughs) but I mean, like really though, like there is at this point, this team just looks so good. And there was one point yesterday when we went down 14 and nothing really early and I even tweeted out and I was just like, they need to adjust fast here and put some points on the board because the weather was so horrid that like it was going to be most likely a ground game yesterday because of the rain and everything. And if that happens, you know, you fall too far behind, you just simply don't have enough time on the clock to run all those points back on the board. You know what I mean? So that was my like worry yesterday and they just completely they must've had the same thought and been like, okay, we got to shut it down. Turn it on right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Figure and it yeah, it was maybe like an ounce of worry I had. And then they just shut it right down.
0: Yeah. I mean, obviously it did it didn't start great. And when we were sitting here watching it, Joe was going, I'm telling you, this game's trappy. It feels trappy. It feels trappy. And Everybody thought right. that going oh, yeah. into this. Cause this team is good. That Jags team is good. Well, it's exactly what we talked about. Think about like how we talked about the commanders the week before, right? Like, Everything is so perfectly written for the Eagles to lose the game. Like it is the perfect storm for the Eagles to take the L on this situation. Well, just Talk about it with Carson in, you know, his new field against the, blah, 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 blah. we did the whole thing, but Doug Peterson coming back to Philly, knowing, you know, some of these players like the back of his hand and understanding the personnel, knowing their strengths, knowing yeah. their weaknesses. now it's been two years. So everyone has grown since then, but it's just you know everything is it, the the script is written so perfectly for the Eagles to have lost both of these last two games, and us, a, again, the Eagles defense only allowed two touchdowns yesterday. So, and and you know one of them was the well, no
1: one was a pick 24.
0: six, right? So that's what I'm saying. So they they had 21 points. So yeah. the Eagles defense only allowed oh. two touchdowns. So, but that's what I'm saying. Like that that offense couldn't get. Anything they wanted to get done done against this defense yesterday. So and it, you know, it was funny. I don't know if you heard, did you hear Jalen Hurts after the game when they asked him what happened on the interception? He was like, it was a pick. I (laughs) shouldn't have thrown that ball. And they were like, he was like, well, what would you do differently? You know, if you could have back, he goes, not throw a pick six. (laughs) What would you do differently? Like
1: (laughs) But I feel like that also was good because it really set the tone. For them and I was gonna mention this later, so I'll probably say it again later. But I was just like I feel like that really set the tone because that really showed them too the weather conditions that they were playing in. And I think it made them adjust more to the weather because they did come out like guns ablazing, we're throwing, we're not fearing this rain. And it was windy and rainy and cold.
0: Yeah. And and you know, I thought what was really interesting was something we haven't seen from the Eagles. So, so just to kind of get the stats out there as well, while we kind of continue talking about the game and and sort of how it unfolded. So Jalen hurts was 16 of 25, 204 yards and an interception. He added 39 yards and a touchdown on the ground. All of their touchdowns came on the ground yesterday. Um, Miles Sanders had a career high of 134 yards as well as two touchdowns. Um, And, you know, AJ Brown also had, you know, a nice day. Only receiver in the NFL with five or more receptions and 65 or more yards in each of the first four games this season. So um, I think what I was really impressed with with this offense yesterday was I think they had a game plan. And even when they went down 14-0, they stuck to it. They didn't necessarily – like, I think they didn't get away from what they intended to do. Does that make sense? Like, usually when you get down 14 nothing, and we saw this a lot with Doug Peterson, Yes. like, when they got down early, the run game disappeared, was gone. Yeah. Completely and totally gone. When they, at that point, that's all we had. <laughs> right. They did not – now, several things. One, they did not have to – utilize their ground game at all this year. They didn't have to win games on the ground. They didn't have to rely on their run game to win them games. This was, you know, with the weather, were they, you know, question mark, were they going to be able to do that? They absolutely did. And that was something that, again, they stuck to the whole time and they didn't let an early deficit deter them from continuing to pound pound away on the ground.
1: No, I agree 100%. They didn't have the panic mode. And it's because they trust what they have and what they can do so much, you know what I mean? And that's one of the things too, that like you said, we used to get so frustrated because at the end of the day, yes, the weather does play a huge factor, but you're still playing the same team that you had planned for and they're facing the same weather, you know what I mean? So that's, I went into the game saying that, that's the nice thing about weather, it's not bias. It's gonna be bad for both of you. So it's gonna affect both teams. So it's nice to see them not panic. And like you said, do their game plan and just go with it and trust it.
0: Yeah. And, and that's, it's an excellent point about the weather and Hassan Reddick said the same thing after the game, you know, they, they were asking about, you know um, my child agrees as well. Mm -hmm. Um, They were asking uh, you know, him about, you know, how, how easy or hard was it essentially to be able to create those turnovers. And he was like, you know, with the weather and he was like, you know, the the conditions didn't only exist when the Jags offense was on the field. So like, why should they get the weather as an excuse for their fumbles and not just give us the credit as a defense for what we did? Because the Eagles did not, you know, didn't turn the ball over like that and Jags did. So you're, you're absolutely right. You know, weather's the one thing that it, it doesn't show a bias. And, you know, the Eagles were able to overcome the weather and still, you know, kick ass. Yeah. (laughs) Dominant football team.
1: They did. It was awesome.
0: It's so good because, you know, uh, but again, I'm sure we'll, we'll get it this week. You know, we had the, you know, all oh, the lions are they're an up and coming team, you know, look out. This isn't just an easy win. Oh, it's just the lions. And then it's well, all- just
1: going along with it. So the first six weeks of the season, I saw this tweet today. And obviously you're already saying, and you're right on with, there was a storyline for each of these games that we could have been upset week one. We were going against Deuce Staley. They were supposed to be a better team. They had the HBR hard show. On, went, hard things. knocks, yes. And then week two, Jalen Rager was now on Minnesota Vikings. And, and the guy. Steve Jefferson, you know. And the guy that we chose, Rager. Away. Yep. So that was that storyline. Week three, Carson Wentz, enough there. Week five, Doug Peterson. This week, we have Zach Ertz, who had some beef before he left with the front office here. And then. The following week, it's Cowboys. And you don't even need a storyline trap for that because it's just the Cowboys. So right there, just the first six weeks, very trappy. Even though we are a good team, like, it is one of those things where, like, I feel like every time we do a breakout, we're like, we think this is going to happen, but this
0: could also happen. Right. (laughs) Well, even so, like, you know, it's it's just the Eagles – we have to – this was the toughest opponent that the Eagles have faced so far. Yes. And they still – I mean, every box that you are looking for the Eagles to check, you know, you and I know more than anything. We've had the same conversation for the last two years. We've had the same conversations week in, week out when recapping a game and previewing. The <laughs> next. What do you want to see? X, Y, Z. What do you actually see? X, Y, Z. What would you change? The exact same thing. A hundred percent. Every week, every week. We had the yep. same conversation. Now, not only are they winning games, they're checking all of these different boxes, right? So week one, yeah, you know, can they go out on the road? Can they, you know, put up points, get a big win? Check. Okay. We want to see, you know, this from Jalen Hurts, that from Jalen Hurts. Monday night football, check, check. Okay. Oh, now what? We want to see the defense. We want to see, we want to see the sacks. We want to see the turnovers. We want to see all the check, check we want to see them face some adversity and after what's going to happen when they get down early and have to come back and win and put up points to be able to succeed check
1: a hundred percent. And the weather also added to that because that's also another check. We didn't even under like, know we needed, but in that game, they showed that they trust themselves. They trust their game plan and their football IQ is just there. You know what I mean? Because they could have been stupid. And that's one of my takeaways and I'll say it again, but like, those five takeaways for the Eagles D that obviously is amazing. But to me, that's more of a Testament for our offense and how well they played and how good their ball handling was yesterday. Yeah. So like they they showed us even other stuff that we wanted to see in that game.
0: A hundred percent, a hundred percent. It was, you know, it ultimately from, from the numbers, it was, it was a really good game for the Eagles. Um, unfortunately, the, the, you know, biggest negative I think of of yesterday was there were some injuries that came out of Mm. it. Um, You know, Avante Maddox and Boston Scott, neither of them played. Um, So we'll, we'll keep an eye out for what, happens with them this week how serious those things are kind of looking like um Darius Slay got hurt yes and Ruby is very upset about the injuries she said no (laughs) no not again (laughs) I I forget who it was but it was like you know something like Doug Peterson walked back into the link and the injury bug comes back with him for the Eagles it's ridiculous literally um Darius Slay um was questionable going into the game with that back injury um Mm -hmm. But he was, what, a forearm that, you know, he it happened really, really early. Yeah. um And then Jordan Mailata with the shoulder, Isaac Sayamalu with the ankle. So I listen. wonder if the
1: forearm, hopefully it's not that bad, because that was one of my things. I even went into it and being like, man, I wonder how Jason Kelsey's joints are feeling today. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it was cold. It was wet. That is the worst type of environment for an athlete. And all the athletes listen to this understand exactly what I mean. But somebody like Jason Kelsey, I was like, oh, like his body's got to hurt. And I feel like that's probably Darius Slay went into that extra stiff and everything. So like he probably, hopefully his forearm's not too bad, but maybe it was just like, okay, like you already got a rough back, your forearm's hurting now, not the type of weather that we need you playing. Let's just preserve you. So hopefully Darius is okay. Jordan concerns me. Um, The MRI today, we'll see. And that one, it just sucks because he even said that, like, he heard it trying to stop the pick six, like, the score there. So that just – you know, he probably wasn't even thinking he was just playing out of passion in that. So that's why that really sucks. Isaac Sayamalu, I don't – how bad is that injury supposed to be? I haven't seen much about his ankle since.
0: I haven't seen much of anything else either. So I guess we'll just we'll just wait and see what happens today or what yeah. Nick says when he comes out for his presser today. And we'll – Big boys and linemen, their ankles are –
1: usually pretty delicate because they just put so much pressure on it at the line. So hopefully it's not too bad.
0: Yeah. So we'll keep an eye out for that today, but we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about some of our takeaways from the game. You are listening to the babes on broad on BGN radio.
1: Welcome back into episode number 87 of babes on broad. So we took you down through the breakdown of the game. That sounds weird. Took you down through the breakdown. But but uh, Jess, give me your t- final takeaways
0: of the game. What'd you like that you saw? So well, again. So Ruby is just loving her her. her we're jo- she's, she's never been up,
1: disappointed. Never no, been disappointed.
0: My child is four and Ruby's Ruby's Never seen the e- Philadelphia Eagles lose. She's never seen the Delaware Blue Hens lose a football game either, which is shocking. Um, so, and she's she's never seen the ga patriots lose a football game either ruby the teams that ruby supports from a football perspective she's never seen them lose a game i mean can you and she's
1: never seen the phillies miss the playoffs
0: yeah so Hopefully. don't ruin so- that phillies <laughs> Jesus. i will tell you though her i mean her debut into the world she was 10 days early and when i was trying to get her out of me the phillies had a one o'clock <laughs> sunday afternoon game that they ruined their longest win streak of the season on and they got absolutely obliterated by the Arizona Diamondbacks 13 to 2. I remember that game. game and it was actually right in the period of the whole game lasted for the whole period of time that I was trying to push her out so we were I was yelling at the TV so I'm trying to get a baby out of me and I'm All on all kinds of drugs trying to get the baby out of me. (laughs) And I'm yelling at the TV, and you know, like the husband's like, it's okay, push, push, push. But he's like, wait, what just happened to the Phillies game? And I'm mid push, and I'm like, oh, Bryce Harper just struck out. (laughs) It was the strangest thing. I love it. Phillies, I'm going to need you to
1: make my own, please. Yeah, at least just make it. But But
0: in terms of the Eagles game, back on track. My, I think my biggest takeaways from yesterday was I think you and I talked about when we were sort of previewing this game how we thought that it was going to be won or lost at the line of scrimmage. And on both sides of the ball. And I thought yesterday the Eagles offensive line dominated completely. And the D-line absolutely abused Trevor Lawrence all day. Um, You know, Jason Kelsey hasn't allowed a quarterback hit since week six of the 2021 season. Um, That's like almost a thousand snaps. Um, Lane Johnson was handling the number one overall pick in Trayvon Walker, who's been playing out of his mind. Like that Jags is no joke at all. Yes, Um, And, you know, the, Jalen Hurts stayed very clean aside from, I think, tripping over Jack Driscoll at one point, like totally (laughs) fine. Um, So that, and as well as guys stepping in and, and not missing a beat, just mentioned Jack Driscoll. Like he's been playing on the right side of the offensive line since he's been an Eagle. Um, and he stepped in at left tackle yesterday. And other than, you know, getting pushed back a little bit and tripping Jalen Hurts, like he did a great job. So Opeta had to come in last week at left guard for Landon Dickerson. But he, again, seamlessly came in for Isaac Sayamalu at right guard. And the line continued to dominate. Um, and I thought that, you know, Josiah Scott and for Avanti Maddox and Zach McPherson coming in for Darius Slay, they, you know, got beaten a little bit early, um, but did a really, really solid job for two guys, again, you know, avante and darius like like both having amazing seasons so far so two guys being able to really come in and you know step it up and really kind of seamlessly fill in there as well um you know again the d-line and the linebackers did an amazing job of taking some of the pressure off those guys in coverage but i thought that both lines yesterday is what really, you know, my biggest takeaway of how how well both sides of that played. Um, and then, you know, guys stepping in when they needed to to be able to make sure that, you know, there were there were no beats missed when, when guys went down.
1: Yeah, no, those are great points. I agree with you 100 percent on the lines because that is something that we mentioned. So I already kind of said everything. But, yeah, the five takeaways from our defense. Amazing. You love to see it. But that really like was a testament to how good our offense was and how much control they had of yesterday's game. So that was one of my hugest takeaways, hugest is word? biggest takeaways from the day. And then also we mentioned it in the first half of the show is just the fact that we wanted to see if they could really be dominant throughout the game and come back when they needed to and kind of just keep their foot on the throttle throughout the whole game. And if they had that stamina and if they had that second half adjustments that they could make. And they proved that they could. So those are really my two takeaways. It's just like you said, the lines really having control of the game. And then the fact that we once again, saw what we needed to see. And it's just week after week, they keep improving and improving and showing everything. They're not getting too cocky, which I love the fact that they're dancing and you're seeing that in the locker room again because that is just such 2017, 2018 vibes. And I love that. Vibes are
0: so good. Yes,
1: but I love it even more that they can have that kind of camaraderie and know they're good and celebrate, but not come out cocky where they think they're better than everybody. Because that's one of the things that makes me most fearful is if a team is that good and they think that they're better than everybody because that's when you do see them slow down and not want to make adjustments and just think they're good enough for now. But this team really seems to have that wherewithal where it's like, no, we do need to make these adjustments. If we want to be the elite number one team in this league at the end of this season, you know? So that's what I love to see.
0: Yeah. And it not only is it, you're, you're absolutely right. Like you love to see them genuinely enjoying each other because I think that the most successful teams, at least that we have seen in Philly has been, Teams that you feel like you're almost a part of it, like 100% of all of them, right? Like you can wrap your arms around the team. It's just fun. That's how the 2000 Phillies were. And it's how the 2017 Eagles were, you know, and, and there were so many different reasons why of all of those things, but those are the two, like, those are the things that I remember most is like, it was fun it was fun being in the stands for all of their games. It was fun seeing the videos come out afterwards, especially in 2017, the way that, you know, the whole underdog thing and, you know, playing dreams and nightmares constantly, like the Eagles, the way that they run games at Lincoln Financial Field and the music they use and everything, they like upended everything, all of what they usually do to keep all of like, keep, keep those vibes going. And that was what was so much fun because it felt like everyone was a part of it.
1: Truly. A hundred percent. I feel like I could see these guys on the street and go up and put my arm around them and be like, Hey buddy, you know what I mean? Like, and that's what you want is like a team that just fits into the city. And that's when they have so much success is when they have that team camaraderie or camaraderie. And that's not even just professional teams. That's any team anywhere. Like their team camaraderie is huge for the performance and the level of play that you're going to have so that's just something that's amazing but then the fact that they have that within their organization and are able to exude it out into the city it's just something special
0: yeah it absolutely is so it's it's you know again it's you don't want to get your hopes up too high and you don't want to overdo it but gosh darn it we're going to enjoy it while it's happening
1: a hundred percent so just we said that we're so excited about this team, all the goods. What is – do you have any concerns about this team? Like anything that's a little bit of a red flag to you?
0: Honestly, like I think sort of what I said earlier about it, just like feeling like a too-good-to-be-true – situation. Yeah. Um, like I don't have any legitimate concerns. Like I think this you're is just a Philly a fan. Downfall <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. A scarred um, Philly fan. <laughs> they're 4-0. Every game feels trappy. It feels too good to be true. Um, you know, if the injury bug can kind of continues like that, you know, they're I- I'd say their depth everywhere except for the offensive line is concerning to me. Um, yeah, they really do start to get hurt. Like, I think we could be able to make like, would it absolutely a hundred million percent suck to lose Jordan Mylotta? Absolutely. Do I oh, want yes. to lose Jordan Mylotta? No. But do I think that the season's over if they lose Jordan Mylotta? Also no. So, you know, I, I think I would prefer to have Jordan Mylotta in there as the starting yeah. left tackle. Yeah. But if, you know, they, they have some, uh, if they, <laughs> the child's drooling on me now. Um, <laughs> if they have some, you know, injury issues on the offensive line, like that doesn't concern me as much as if they are to continue to get injured, like within the secondary or if Miles Sanders were to get hurt or, you know, their wide receiver, yeah. something like that. So, um, also, I would like to point out that we did talk about how Miles Sanders would absolutely have the best season of any Eagle if he were to stay healthy. And so far, he's, he's on that. He's He's killing it. (laughs) I know. Well, we had faith in him and we said, I mean, we mentioned it. As long as he could stay healthy, he
1: has the talent. 100%. So it's something that you really like to see. I agree with you. My biggest concern for this team, they're playing flawlessly. I love the energy. I love everything about this team. But I need them to stay healthy. And it's just something that we fear every season for every team in Philadelphia. And we never escape it. And especially we just had two ones in the two big ones in the Philly season and stuff. So like, it just seems that we always have the worst luck with that. So that's what I'm most fearful about. I just need this team to stay healthy. Um, I could give or take a few minor injuries, obviously, because it is football. and You expect that. And I mean, we had it in 2017. It was huge next man up mentality. And that's part of why the entire team was best friends and as good as they were. But, yeah, that is my biggest fear is just please stay healthy and please major keys, especially stay healthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the injury concern and that I think goes right along with that. Like it almost feels too good to be true. Yeah. But, and that, but that, again, that's how 2017 felt. It was almost yeah. too good to be true. And Carson went towards ACL and we were like, it was too good to be true. Right. Like, yeah, we
1: can't take that big of an injury again. No,
0: I don't <laughs> Please.
1: Think- not that one. I'm not that even was, saying the name, but just not that. You know, yeah,
0: just nothing, nothing of that nature. We're not putting that, even putting that out into the air. No, but no, you know, ultimately another really good win. Checked even some more boxes, and you know, looking, looking forward to you know next week because the air. We'll talk about it later this week. We'll put another episode out, but the Arizona Cardinals are not looking great. Not not great. great. <laughs> Still a trappable team. Probably watch a little more film.
1: Yeah not, not great, but still a trappable team, but we'll talk about it. Like you said, at the end of the week or later this week.
0: Yep. So we're going to wrap up this episode for today. Thank you for listening to episode 87. Oh yeah. The baby's done. Uh, (laughs) Episode 87 of babes on broad. As always, thank you to SB nation and bleeding green nation nation for hosting us. Like I said, we'll be back later this week to preview the matchup against the Cardinals. Make sure you're following everywhere on all the socials subscribed, all the good stuff. And we will talk to you later
1: this week.